Hey y'all, welcome to the Nolcast. I'm Bud Elliott and we are traveling back from Ingram's bachelor party. So a uh, solo episode here in our season preview series. going to cover tight ends and wide receivers today. Had a great time. Ingram will be back on the next episode or maybe the one after that as everybody is recovering. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and get into this thing as always. Brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars, the legendary team Chad and Shannon, Congruity HR. Also, Charlie Park, awesome sponsors. We have really glad to do this series. And uh, like we've been saying, everything is going to be 15 minutes or under so that you guys can binge this thing. And uh, let's go ahead and get into it. So last year, pretty well documented if you are a uh, existing listener, but everybody is a new listener uh, at some point. Everybody's podcast is somebody's first. So uh, David Hale of ESPN said that FSU had the worst pass catchers in the league last year, and it was met with a lot of uh, consternation and disagreement, especially on social media. But ultimately, he ended up being correct in that. Uh, they really were poor uh, in catching the football and getting open and basically just doing what you need to do as a receiver and a tight end. And uh, the numbers bored that out. FSU staff publicly and also privately were quite frustrated with the talent that they had. And with the group and basically like, hey, stuff's getting called. It's creating one-on-ones and our guys are getting whipped in one-on-ones. It's messing up Jordan. It's also somewhat messing with the offensive line. And I, I think last year, you know, it was one of the first years where, in, in recent memory at least, where the receivers were actually worse than the offensive line was. And so at this offseason, FSU went out and they tried to address this via the transfer portal. Uh, they took Winston Wright from West Virginia. They took Jordan Wilson from Arizona State. They took Micah Pittman from Oregon, and they took Deuce Span from Illinois. We've, we've spoken about these guys at length on this show before. Uh, to that, they also have Ontario Wilson coming back, Malik McLean, Keyshawn Helton, you know, Kentron. We'll see how all that plays out. The most important thing about the receiver preview, though, I think, is – is the loss of Winston Wright. And, and I, I don't want to go negative here, uh, but Winston Wright is the one receiver that FSU took through the transfer portal who was actually a proven commodity, like a legitimately known good college receiver. Caught a whole lot of balls for a bad West Virginia offense. He went deep. He was really good for them. He was far and away the best receiver at FSU the moment that he signed with him. Heck, he also ran deep routes, which was something they absolutely need because the one guy they lost last year off last year's team, Andrew Parchment, uh, was sort of their deep threat guy at, at times. Not a great player, hell, not even a good player for the most part, but somebody who could threaten you deep. Unfortunately, Winston Wright got in a car crash uh, this spring, and you know, it, I'm not going to say he's not going to play this year, but certainly uh, nobody who I speak to expects him to have a major impact for at least most of the season, if he can come back this year or ever and have an impact at all, is is yet to be seen. And I think if you're evaluating what the staff is doing, going out and getting a player like Wright is the correct move to make. That's a great thing to do. Uh, it really sucks for Winston Wright and obviously for the staff as well uh, and, and his teammates that you know he, through no fault of his own, got in that car crash, uh, but he did, such as life. The other guys they took are more interesting. Um, 
Wilson and Pittman, I have some questions about their ability to catch, and yet I also have a little bit of hope. So Wilson and Pittman both had catch rates last year of under 55%, but that stat at times can be misleading because they both had a sort of questionable quarterback play, uh, especially in the case of Pittman. Wilson's was a little bit better, uh, but Pittman honestly didn't have a whole lot of drops. He just also didn't come down with a ton of balls. It wasn't necessarily drops. It was just, was he covered for the throws on target? And was he creating enough separation where the throws on time, et cetera? Uh, Wilson, I think there's an open question about whether he can catch the ball. He's your big guy, right? He needs to play big. He needs to be the dude who can go up and get the ball for you, use that large catch radius. He had a drop rate of 9% last year. That's huge for a receiver. Just point blank. Uh, we've seen this before in practice, too. You know, he's had some really good days. He's also had days where he struggles to catch the football. I'm in the camp that I'll believe that Wilson actually catches the ball consistently when he does it. Okay, that's just kind of – if this is what you did at Arizona State, and so far, like, the main criticism has been, uh, can you catch the ball consistently? That's going to take a lot of games in a row for me to believe – that in big situations, he's going to come down with the football. But FSU needs him to come down with the football if they're going to get to where they need to go, which is obviously, you know, six, seven, eight wins. Uh, secondary question I have here for him is, you know, can he get off the press? Good blocker, big body. But sometimes these big body guys, when people get into their body, they have trouble getting off the line of scrimmage because they don't really have that great quickness. I'll be interested to see how FSU decides to utilize Wilson uh, just because he does have such a unique skill set. You know, he, he is a big body. If he's, if he's on, he can go up and catch the ball and win some one-on-one matchups. He's also an excellent blocker. Do you maybe run some bunch stuff with him to where he's the point and, and he's able to free up somebody you know, quicker or faster underneath or, or give somebody else a free release, or maybe you want to create a free release with him maybe for a post or something uh, potentially so you can get into the route. Anyway, I, I think FSU would be thrilled if one of those guys can play as like a solid ACC number two. I'm not really sure that any of them are a legitimate number one receiver like Wright would have been. Uh, if they get somebody to play like a number one out of that transfer group, I think like, I mean, Derek Ray should pop some champagne. If, if they're second and third best guys they took at receiver in the portal, if one of them can, can really step up and be like an ACC level number one. Ultimately, though, I do think that those two are going to be some starters for you. Uh, the other kid you took in the portal, other than Wright, Wilson, and Pittman, and yes, you know, obviously the Pittman name with Tampa Bay, that is, yeah, that's the guy, as you probably uh, were curious about, if you are you know, new to this, or maybe you just don't pay attention in the offseason, like a lot of the audience, right? They just check in come season. That's why we, we do all these season previews. Uh, Span is an interesting one. You know, I had guys at Illinois tell me that they were kind of annoyed that he hit the transfer portal because they were trying to get him to play receiver and stop focusing on uh, being a quarterback when he was in Champaign because they thought he had actual NFL physical ability, you know, height, weight, speed, that type of stuff. Now, running routes, catching the football, all that kind of stuff still to come, but we've seen Mike Norvell give him an absolute ton of love in practice, uh, they really, really would like him to be 
the deep threat this year, or if nothing else, the the deep decoy. Because a guy that big and that fast, you put him out there, uh, is he going to win routes with nuance and technique? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, But can he threaten the defense? Can he make sure that you have to keep somebody over top? Potentially so. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how they deploy him. A couple other guys I want to talk about here in receiver before we move to tight end. Uh, You know, can Ontario Wilson take the next step? And if he doesn't, is it okay? Can he just be a an ACC number three? Because that's kind of what I think he is, right? He's not one of the top 20 or 24 best receivers in the ACC for my money. There's a lot of teams he wouldn't start on. Hell, he probably doesn't start on this team if you just played two receivers. But if you're playing three or four, like I think FSU will have to do quite a bit, he should be a starter. He's somewhat dependable of a player, has played a lot of college football. Physically, he's not freaky, right? Good athlete, just not a special one. He's just, a, he's fine. But if you get good play out of Pittman and Wilson, like this staff is hoping to get, then Ontario Wilson, I mean, that that could really be something for you there as a number three, as a reliable guy. Uh, Keyshawn Helton, I think if you're still playing Keyshawn Helton a whole lot, it kind of says something about where you are in the rebuild and, and not really a positive thing. Malik McLean, that's a guy to watch. Honestly, I thought he would be further along in his development now uh, than he has been. This was a player that guys on last year's staff thought was likely going to be an NFL dude at some point. And I even had one coach telling me that he was going to be the first guy drafted off this offensive roster of 2021. I think that says a lot about where this staff, you know, believed, or at least some guys on this staff believed this roster was last year. But I don't think McLean so far has taken that next step. We'll have to see if he can do it in games. Can he be consistent, right? Can he learn to run better routes? Can he bring it all the time? We'll see. If the answer to that was definitely yes, he would be the first receiver mentioned in this preview, not the seventh. We'll see where we talk about him in the sort of season uh, review slash postmortem. Uh, Kentron Poitier, I, I, I think, is probably still you know, year away, if ever, if, if that light ever comes on. Ja'Kai Douglas, obviously, was was playing some running back as well, but he uh, he has an injury, so I'm not really sure how much he's going to play this season, and it, I should be pointed out, he was one of your uh, deep threats last year. Kind of gadgety at times. They'd put him out there, they'd motion him out, but he's a guy who did have some big catches. He had one against the Irish. He had another one. I think it might have been Miami. Uh, I think this receiving room is is fine. I don't think it's in the upper half of the ACC, right? Uh, there, there's... I think you take NC State. I think you take UNC even with Antoine Green injury. You definitely take Wake Forest. I think you take Boston College, given they have Zay Flowers. Clemson will have to see, given all, all the injuries that they've had in fall camp. But I think you're pretty solidly out of the basement. I don't think you're in that sort of Duke, Georgia Tech, Syracuse conversation. I think you may – your ceiling here might be a top-half receiver room in the ACC, which says something about the job that they have done in the transfer portal. Tight end-wise, though, I'm not sure that, that 
this tight end room is in the upper two thirds and the upper three quarters of the ACC. It's, it's not an impressive room by any stretch. You know, Cam McDonald is uh, experienced, but he's not good. He's, he's okay. And I don't, I'm not trying to like dog the kid. It, it just, he is what he is. And he also, you know, has been injured, hasn't really been around, you know, practicing at camp thus far. We'll see, uh, you know, how that turns out. You know, you, I just, I don't, I don't see it with this tight end group. I think you got a couple guys, you know, former walk-ons in, in White Rector and Preston Daniel who, are they on scholarship at other ACC schools? I, I'm not convinced of that. Maybe, but uh, they're not difference makers. And Jackson West, athletically, physical toughness, sure. Catching the ball, nuances, understanding things. Mm, not sold on that yet. Probably a year away if if he learns to catch. Marcus and Douglas in shape now, better shape than he was in. Definitely not going to be an offensive lineman. But is he actually athletic enough to threaten the defense consistently? Can he do all the little things? I got worries about this group. You can probably tell from the tone of my voice or just watching this video. You know, Brian Courtney, freshman, really good athletic testing numbers, but hasn't played a whole lot of tight end, has had a couple flashes at camp. Jarrell Powers probably still a year or two away. I did find it interesting that they moved uh, Josh Burrell to running back. I wonder if you couldn't use him some as like a fullback or H-back type, uh, just given the uh, the poor quality of the tight end room right now. This is a, a position that we know Mike Norvell's offense wants to use consistently, uh, and sometimes they want to use two of them. But I, I really think it would be a mistake to put two of these players on the field at one time given that they're not really creating mismatches in terms of technique or athleticism when they're out there. It's going to be going to be challenging. May have to go more two-back stuff. May have to go more three-receiver stuff. We will see what FSU is able to do. To recap, I think even without Winston Wright, the receiver room has clearly been upgraded. To what extent will probably depend on dependability. Can Micah Pittman show up in the big moments? Can Wilson catch the football and consistently get off press and get open? Tight ends. Uh, hoping I'm wrong on that, but we will have to see. Thanks for listening to the Cast Position Preview. This is Bud Elliott. Ingram Smith will join us for again for a future episode. And we'll be back talking offensive line. We still have to talk linebackers. Still have to talk defensive backs. Still have to do our snap count draft and our special Patreon episode. We will see you all next time. Take care.